St. Paul, the fan. The 2024 TIAA Big Ten Women's and Men's Basketball Tournaments are headed to Target Center March 6th to the 17th, and tickets are going fast. For more information and purchase tickets, just head over to KFN.com, keyword calendar. that says seems like you're grasping at straws for things to talk about oh. bet that was one of the best first hours in the history of radio <laughs> listen closely to it I mean how do you go from Joe Maurer to Oedipus Rex and we had lots well I'm just saying if if you're a fan of the common man here's what I will tell you whether you whether you I'm an acquired taste if you're the fan of the common man you're a fan of that first hour because we're not going to sit and... T- he goes, what are your thoughts about Mike Zimmer going to the Packers as defensive coordinator? Huh? Haven't given it a second thought. <laughs> Haven't even given it a first thought. I don't care. You care? Is he going? I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, their their def- defensive coordinator just got to let go today. Yeah. They, if I started talking about Mike Zimmer, the possibility of him going to the Packers... My ratings would plummet. Nobody cares what I think about that. They care about Oedipus Rex. They care about what I I'm having for lunch. They care about Wheel of Topic. They care about me getting Rosie going and picking on my coworkers. Those are the things they want to hear. Trust me. Leave it to the professionals. We do what we do. <laughs> You were at the all-staff meeting yesterday. You saw the numbers for the fan, the things we do, the the reach we have. The numbers were of interest to me. Oh, very interesting. Uh, I don't know if Zimmer wants to even go to the Packers. I don't even know if he's interested in never coaching. I wouldn't. Or if they're interested in him. Yeah, I'd rather be on the farm in Kentucky uh, or on the ranch in Kentucky uh, hunting a wild turkey. Anyway, or drinking wild turkey. Let's go ahead and do 534 broadcast. Time now. For five questions. Well, actually three, but five sounds like more than four. Homemade chicken you chili. Casey's General Store. Love Casey's. Number one. Time now for an in-depth look at the state of the state of hockey. Extended their winning streak to three games as they beat the Washington Capitals 5-3 last night at TX. Philip Gustafson made 30 saves. He's 3-0 since taking over for an injured Marc-Andre Fleury. Marcus Johansson scored twice. Brock Faber scored a goal. He's now tied for the third most points in a season by a wild rookie defenseman with 28. Jewel Erksonek tallied his team-leading 20th goal of the season. Wild now trail Nashville by just four points for that final wild card spot. And guess what? The Wild play the Nashville Predators as their next opponent. Common, your thoughts on the state of hockey. Well, let's start with this. The Wild has a message. 
for the predators of Nashville. It goes like this. in your mirror may be closer than they appear. They're coming! It's a team that's hard to put a finger on, Tennessee. They either seem they seem to be that team that's either brutal or brilliant. We it's well documented. Five wins, first what six eight weeks of the season, whatever whatever time frame it was. They fired Dean Evason, hired Johnny Hines. For the next month, the team posts I think the best record in the National Hockey League. Then we get a couple of injuries. Uh, your guy Kaprizov, my guy Gustafsson, and the next thing. Um, and the next thing you know, the team is spiraling out of control again. Now they're both back, and we're winning again. So I can't figure them out, Tennessee. Uh I think you've explained it on a number of occasions very well. They got a, they got a good team. They got a lot of good players, but they miss a piece here or there, and they, there's not much there's not much margin for they error. They still don't have team. much margin for error, right? And they they got to stay healthy the rest of the way. Correct. And then they still have, and you know, I I hate using the excuse about the NHL did a shell game on us with their rules for salary cap hits, but they did, I guess, and so you, you have to take that into consideration. So. We have one more year, or is this the final year that we're... One more year. Okay. So we, we get through this year, see what we then can do. we're going to throw a big party then, after then that. Get, yeah, and then we get a new party. So, yeah, it's um, it seems like when they are at full strength and playing wild hockey, we're a pretty good club. Whether that's enough to... I mean, I don't think... I, I think it's pretty much... I don't think anybody would suggest they're going to win the cup. It, it, anything can happen. I get it. You know, Cinderella story, Cinderella team, glass, Eddie Bauer, you know, skate, but... I think making the playoffs would be kind of fun and see if you can spring a first-round episode and go from there. Question number two. It's time now for the lowdown in Dinky Town. The Gophers men lost to Wisconsin 61-59 last night at the barn. Minnesota had the lead with 30 seconds left and also had a closeout shot to send the game to overtime, or a close shot to send the game to overtime at the buzzer, but they missed it. Uh, since Ben Johnson took over, his teams have lost five consecutive games against Wisconsin by six points or fewer. Gophers, five of 13 from the free throw la- ni- line last night, including two of seven in the second half. Common, what sticks out to you from last night's loss to the Badgers? Ben Johnson's uh, uh, counterpart on, on the on the gridiron sidelines on the football field is football coach P.J. Fleck. P.J. Fleck says all they told him was, beat Wisconsin, <laughs> beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, and he has. Has he won like three of his last five against Scotty? I think that might be the number, but I I, I could be wrong. Um, but I think Wisconsin didn't Scotty take the axe back this year? I think they did. We beat Iowa for the first time in PJ Flex tenure. It seems like Ben Johnson is having trouble beating Wisconsin, and I don't know if it's the same edict. I don't think it is in basketball. Just beat Wisconsin. I don't think we care that much. I mean, basketball you play, you play you play them twice. You play all the Big Ten teams, and it's like. It's just a different animal. It's not like once a year you get together for that big game, the last game of the season. It's either at Madison or it's or it's here at the bank. But well, what what stands out in, is in football. By the way, the Gophers had won three of five okay. until the last loss, okay. so now it's three of six. Um, it's simple: the free throw shooting disparity. Tend to be look at the free throw percentages. Though they, they, it's not how many times they got to the line; it's how many they made. I think the the Gophers, if I saw it right, were five of thirteen. They're called free throws for a reason. I'm not suggesting you need to make every one, but any team that shoots under 80% from the free throw line, you might want to stay after practice and work on it. And they're that a bad a free bit. throw shooting team. Yeah. That wasn't a one-off thing last right. night. Right. And so that's your problem last night because you lose by one. It's the free throws. 
They missed critical free throws down the stretch. And, oh, guess what? Scani made their last four. And I saw the quote from Ben Johnson basically like, oh, we got a little unlucky during the game. Well, yeah. I, I'm not going to fall for the luck aspect of it when you're not hitting free throws. I can't either. Um, I reached out to Trevor Winter. We text and talk more than most people know. Trevor played for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um because, you know, they, they, I looked at the box score, and I saw that uh, his son, Nolan, got some playing time. You know, he's been getting playing. I think he had 12 minutes last night. I think he had, I don't know, he had four points, three boards, and assists. I don't even, I don't remember the numbers exactly. But I reached out to him and said, your boy is getting some minutes. How is he liking college? He goes, loving it. Leading the Big Ten, you know, meeting the team. Leading the Big Ten. Ranked, winning road games. Things are good. How's BBP doing? And then I told him, well, he's at the... Ohio State University. So, yeah, Nolan's enjoying it. He had a nice game last night, get a lot of minutes. And so, uh, Wisconsin ranked 13th in the country, and, yeah, they're playing well. So, that to me, that's what stands out the most is we lost to Scani, and we it was it's just strictly the free. I mean, there's other things that go into the game. I get it. But when you get a chance to go to the line, you make your free throws. We If we even shoot 50% from the free throw line, we win, maybe. Because, you know, obviously, if you make free throws at certain times, that dictates what the other team does strategically. But we, if we make a few more three throws, more than likely we win the game. And it's been, like you say, it's been a problem all year. And that's it for today's edition of Five Questions. Well, actually, three questions, but five sounds like more than four. Oh, this would have been another one of my favorite opens to a uh, song. You know, your ramp. This would be good for doing a weather forecast, too. Our, um... Our Fox 34 segment brought to you by Casey's. You buy one large single topping pizza, full price, get the second one half price. When you use the promo code VOGO and only at Casey's. I tend to be, you have a, a keyword, I believe. Yeah, the fan in the Big Ten Conference. We want to give you a shot to put a grand in your hand with our national cash contest. Just enter the keyword money at KFN.com now for your shot of winning. That keyword is money. Enter now at KFN.com. Are you reeling in the year? Legends Green Day just released their album Saviors, and you can hear it. Hear hits from it along with albums Dookie and American Idiot in full when they rock Target Field on August 17th. Tickets are on sale now. For more information, head over to KFN.com, keyword calendar. The way I always do. Here's one of the greatest lines ever written. How was I to know? Russians, too. Concern is I in my um, should I call it? I've got a mess on the on the countertop here. I couldn't find the butter for my sourdough bread that I'm using to dip into my homemade chicken chili, which I never have. Chicken chili always sounded to me awful. My wife made a homemade version of it on Sunday. It's so good. And what she did here's what's. By the way, I was I was grasping for straws for things to talk about, and I found a straw to talk about my wife's rattling in their pot and pans. The recipe called for canned chicken. Can you think of anything that sounds more unappetizing than canned chicken? I actually just ordered some last night for a recipe I'd found on TikTok. So, so you're going to use the can- I'm going to use a canned chicken. Yeah. Oh, 
I didn't realize you rattle the pots and pans too. <laughs> well, I, I'm not extremely extravagant as a as a chef, okay. but quite often, yeah, my wife tends to work later than I do, so I'm typically home around dinner time. And unfortunately for the kids, they have to eat something that I want to eat. So, do you have do you wear an apron? <laughs> I do not get too into my cooking. Okay, I try to come up with the quickest, easiest recipes possible. How about just throw some hot dogs into a boiling pan of water and then heat up some I used to beans. do that, but now they're all in a phase where they don't like hot dogs. Oh. One of my favorite lines Deuce ever said after I put hot dogs in the boiling water and then opened up a can of baked beans and heated them up and threw it down on the table. He took a couple of ways. He said, gosh, Dad, you're a good cooker. <laughs> I always love that one. Little did he know. You know what he did before he went back to Lincoln? This is, now you got to remember, he had to get up earlier because he had to get his windshield repair at Safe Life Replace. No, Safe Life Repair, Safe Life Replace. They had to be in Bloomington at like 1020. So this is at about nine o'clock in the morning. And he, he goes, you know, we had leftover spaghetti. He goes, you know, I really don't want this to go to waste. He had spaghetti for breakfast. <laughs> Threw it in the microwave and fired it up oh. at 9 o'clock in the morning spaghetti. Now, it's noon somewhere, 6 p.m. somewhere. I I can eat breakfast items at dinner. Do you ever do, you ever do that? Oh, I love family? that. Oh, yeah. Oh. We, we do that occasionally. Baby brother Peter doesn't like any breakfast items, unless it's a donut with sprinkles. And I don't even consider that a breakfast item. Deuce does like breakfast foods. My wife and I like to have in the evening every once in a while. Pancakes with oh, yeah. cream on the oh. top. Oh, man. <laughs> cream on the top is better than... And then I was annoyed because I saw an IHOP commercial the other day and they were showing a, a bunch of pancakes and a couple of them had whipped cream on Can them. you please, this weekend or at some point soon, go to a place and have pancakes with whipped cream on it and, and document it for the sake of digital, digital? I don't know if I can do it. I'd love to see your reaction. I don't know if I can do it. Um, what was the other thing I had, though, that I, I, was, I was scrambling for? Oh, here's what it was. This is food-related as well. I'm a purist. And not in everything, like I'm not going to use hickory shafted clubs anymore. You know, I'm not going to purchase golf balls, right? I'm going to use the, 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 the latest and greatest from my friends at Ping. But I think I've mentioned this before. If I'm going to have a bag of Lay's potato chips, I'm a purist. I want plain Lay's potato chips. But now I'm starting to change my mind. Did you see what was left on the on one of the tables? No. It was opened already. I don't know who's... How many hands no! did they reach into that potato chip bag? Ate some, and then they got saliva on their fingers oh, and stuffed no. their hand back. No! So I went... I kind of shook the bag around and dumped out a couple from what I hope was a bottom. I'd never heard of this before. Who came up with this idea? Garlic cheese bread flavored oh, potato chips. That sounds good. Well, it's sound... But I've always been like, you know, sour cream and onion and... Sour cream and this, you know, they all, they don't, I'm just, a, I just like regular potato. I took some off the charts. Really? Off the charts. Would you say it's delicious? It's delicious. And now I'm beginning to think maybe I'm not so much of a purist anymore. I might have to go try one. Yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're, it's, they're, they're tasty. There's no question about that. Um, I did have one more sports thing I wanted to do before we went to break and brought Brian Oaken for some, um, Rock talk. It had to do with uh, I, I, I have I have I don't know if you want to call them spies or informers, 
that will email common at common at kfan.com or booth at kfan.com and they'll tell me what some of the other air personalities yeah. have to say about Vikings, Twins, Gophers, Wild Wolves, or flavors of potato chips, right? And someone sent me one that Ben Lieber is wanting the Vikings to go out and get Baker Mayfield. And I texted the guy, or emailed the guy back, and I said, I thought Lieber was a Cousins guy. So I texted Lieber directly. Because, you know, I've, 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 I've had this happen to me before, not that I care. It actually makes it more fun. I'll throw out a baseless accusation against someone from misinformation I got from an emailer. And then the person that I, I've basically tried to shred their credibility, they'll say, I never said that. And I'll say, well, okay, I'm sorry. Probably should have double-checked. But this time I wanted to. I'm learning my lesson. So I, um, I texted Lieber. And I said, an emailer says you're in favor of the Vikings acquiring Mayfield. Is that correct? Thought you were a Cousins guy. Here's what he sent back. I brought him up as an alternative if Cousins bounces. He's the only attractive free agent and would be much cheaper. Someone also, and I, maybe it was Lieber earlier, and I don't know if it was. Maybe it was somebody else. It must have been because I don't see anything else from Lieber. Someone suggested that P.A., Barney the Purple Dinosaur, the national treasure that is Vox, is kind of hinting that the Vikings may be going in another direction at quarterback. Did you hear that? Has anybody heard that? Because, again, I don't want to say he's done that. But that's what I had somebody tell me, that he's kind of hinting that, without coming out and saying it, you know, just some speculation that, well, what if this or if they do that or whatever. Um, and it raises some interesting issues, obviously. Uh, what is? I, I know you're not as plugged in as P.A., Probably not. Well, didn't Rosen just like a week ago think that they were going to get something done with yes. Cousins soon? That's what. That's what. That's that's what. And he's plugged in too. Let's face it. What is your? What are you from? If you've talked to anybody, read anything, or just gut feeling, do you think Cousins is coming back as the or do you think they go in a different direction? I think they would bring Cousins back on a short term deal, and whether Cousins is willing to accept that short term deal or not. Right, because this this isn't just a one way street here. There's there's two different sides that both have decisions to make on this. Um, so does Cousins want to come back here for a year or two, knowing they're probably going to draft his replacement, or does he want to go elsewhere and maybe get a longer, more guaranteed money somewhere else? But then you got to uproot your family. I think that's part of the decision he's got to go through. Kirk Cousins obviously has been here for a while. He's got the kids in school here. He's married. He has a house here. Sourdough bread's really hard to <laughs> chew and swallow right away. I shouldn't. I'm, I I think I've just learned a lesson. If I'm going to eat lunch on the air, I should make sure I have. How good is sourdough bread, though? Yeah, it's so good. Pulled right from the loaf, you know, the big round loaf, and you just tear it off like a caveman, rip it right off. Let them eat cake. Um, the other question is, if he were to leave, could his wife find work? That's a big question, Mark. And what about if the kids, they like the kindergarten they're in right now? What if they go to a kindergarten class where they've got a teacher they don't really care for? So there's a lot of things to consider.
Yes. I like Mayfield as a quarterback. I mean, I don't look at him as, wow, got Baker Mayfield. Our, all of our problems are solved. He had a good season this year. He's gritty. He makes mistakes through an interception. But you know what? I There are worse alternatives than Baker Mayfield out there in the quarterback world, right? We saw some of it here in purple already this season. We'll break. We'll come back. Ryan Oak. It's Rock Talk next on the panel. The 2024 Minnesota Home and Remodel Show is the ultimate destination for home improvement enthusiasts. Come and discover, learn, and have fun at the U.S. Bank Stadium, February 2nd through the 4th. Head over to our contest page for a chance to win a family four-pack of tickets. That's KFN.com. Keyword contest to enter. It's time for another Wednesday edition of Rock Talk. I know tonight. See how hit the ramp there. Really good. Uh, we do it every Wednesday, either at 115 or 130. We're going to move it to Thursday, though, here in a couple of weeks, remember, because spread swing will be over. You're already doing mo- mo- uh, Wednesdays on the power trip, so it's like you come in early, leave, come back early, and then, and we had talked, unless you still want to keep doing Wednesday, but I think you thought Thursday might even, would be a little bit more, and it doesn't I'd, l- I'd like to spread it out. I mean, I was in yes. here this morning at 6 a.m., and yes. um, I don't mind that at all. No! No, it's fine. I've done morning shows for many, many years, but I already went and did a podcast. Now I'm back, so Thursday's totally cool with me. Well, I will move that in the next couple of weeks when All we're right. done with Spread Swing. How are things looking on Spread Swing? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even care anymore. Okay, I'm well, because apparently you're not winning, and that's when you well, stop caring. I could, I could be winning. I just don't care enough. I wanted to say one thing, because I listen to you all the time. Um, whoever texted you and was like, you're grasping at straws for right. topics today. I feel like these are the sorts of things <clears throat> that tourists say. Have you ever spent a day in the Commonwealth? Yeah. Have you ever spent all three hours in the Commonwealth at any time? Because oftentimes it's compelling and fascinating, and there are a cavalcade of topics. But when you sort of cut the lifeline and drift out into the ocean, that's kind of my favorite part. Like, I don't want you to break down the numbers and the sabermetrics and all that nonsense. That. There you. are 8,000 other venues for that sort of thing. There's nothing else like the Commonwealth. So that person needs to check themselves as they've already wrecked themselves. Common, I've been here since 97. The reason I listen is because you don't talk sports. I know you won't, but don't ever change. Amen, brother. Right, there we go. Um... You had a suggestion for Rock Talk today, best ramps, best intros to songs. We did it with Gary Lewis, yep. Greg Swedberg, myself, and Tana B, and I don't even remember what Not one. me. Oh, wasn't I was you? just the host. Well, was it just the three of us then, or was no, it a fourth? You, Oak. Oh, Oak, you were here too. Yeah, I was. Oak it was, was I, and so again, but it was a while ago, so okay. I just thought we could always hit it again. Oh. You remember who introduced Gary Loris to you, don't you? He was you. Exactly right. Yeah. He came into Studio C and performed live, and I will never forget, because Gary Loris, he's not standoffish, but he's kind of a quiet, reticent guy, yes. right? Although he's great, and I think he's a wonderfully talented individual. He, as we were walking back and I was heading out, he's like, is that Common Man in there right now? Because he, he saw the KFAM right. studios. I always love that one. No, seriously. And I was like, yeah. And so we kind of snuck up to the door, and he looked around the corner. He's like, do you think I could meet him? I'm like, pretty sure you could meet yeah. him. Yeah. And um, so we waited for you to be done and brought him in. And he was, but his level of anticipation and giddiness or like a child waiting in line to see Santa at the mall, it was wild. Well, my my uh, I was intimidated when... I had him out at the state fair a year or two later. He was on for a segment, and he wanted to do a Dylan duet with me. And he wow. did Looking Glass. Um, um, Brandy or Brandy? Brandy. Brandy. I kind of I choked. I was I wasn't expecting it, and I didn't <clears throat> I didn't do a, 
I didn't do enough of an over-a-top Dylan. Yeah. I kind of just did almost my yeah, You have to commit to the bit. <clears throat> and I didn't, and I was kind of, and so I, uh, that was one of those moments that I really feel like I, uh, what do they call it, spit the bit? I just didn't get it done. Yeah, when a horse spits the bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, no. I just, I, yeah, I, I, just I, I, not having been oh. around horses very much in my life, that's a new one to me, yep. but I could think of about 40 other metaphors that fit the And bill. so that's what happened there, and it was, um, it huh. wasn't any good. Um, Edward Tomlin writes for Singer's Room is one of my favorite web websites. It okay. talks about mostly songs, you know, the art of writing music and the different songs and songwriters and, and song stresses, songsters and song male and female singers. Correct. Uh, Edward Tomlin writes, and I, I, I like Edward a lot. He does. And remember, this is all objective. You know, and it, it's hard to rate best singers of all time because they're so, it's not only is it subjective, but are you talking about their just the, the purity of their voice, right. the way they phrase songs, their octave level. You know, there's so many different ways. Are we talking about technical acumen or right. popular culture influence or stage presence or whatever? There, so there are no right answers in this, but it's going to be interesting to hear because every list you read will have a lot of the same familiar faces and voices, but in very different order all the time. I think from what other lists I've seen, this is very underrated at 15. Aretha Franklin at 15. Really? That seems a little... Well, I mean, again, I, I wouldn't call myself a giant Aretha fan. Same here. But when you think about, again, not only actual technical musical acumen, but the, her influence and her success and her longevity, 15 seems low to me. She's one of the all-time soul R&B greats in America. I mean, maybe not the greatest. That's always going to be a debate. But, I mean, she's got to be up there. I, what, what number, 15? Whitney Houston at 14. Yeah, here's the thing. So, and I know she was gigantic. I was never a fan of that particular style. That was sort of the beginning of the era where singers would conduct themselves and do the hand up and down as yep. they were singing all over the notes. She could sing all the oh, notes. I, I, I mean, voice, no question. possibly good voice. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, I could, I could understand an argument for her being higher on the list, but also maybe not being in the top 15 at all. At 13, how about Mariah Carey? Now, here's the thing, man. Again, I don't like Mariah Hold at all. Off. Tenaby, Don't be hating on Mariah. Tenaby is a huge. I'm not going to have it. Here. I'm about to compliment. No Mariah hate. I am not hating. Okay. I just don't personally care. That being said, she's probably one of the most gifted singers who has topped the charts. What? Almost Beatles numbers of times, um, and probably one of the most technically fantastic singers of our lifetime. I couldn't. Re I wouldn't recognize one song, but remember, I my ju personal jukebox stopped in 1971. I understand. How about no number twelve, Celine Dion? Again, another one of those right. who I don't love the style. I would never go home and be like, I'm putting the Celine Dion disc in and pour myself a glass of Chardonnay. And we're gonna make a night out of it while watching Titanic. Oh, again, well, doing a Dolly Parton song. Well, that's uh, what's her face. That's uh. Is it, isn't that Whitney? Oh, no, that's no, the, the Whitney Bodyguard. Song. I always love you is, yes, the, yes, is the Dolly yes. song. Got it. Uh, anyway, My life um, will go on. Is oh, see, I can't stand that style of music. That being said, again, one of the most clear and beautiful and technically perfect voices of our time. How about Beyonce at number 11? Now, here's the thing. Beyonce is so much more than just a voice. Right. She's charisma. She's gorgeous. Her stage presence is unbelievable. Her impact, her level of financial success, 
So to me, she's more than a voice. She has a great voice, very right. much so. But you could argue that it wasn't any better than anybody else in Destiny's Child. But she had the it factor. She had the X factor. And that's why she went on to become, again, one of the wealthiest and most popular, well, famous musicians of our time. And here's what I want, I want to ask you. It, would, is she kind of a, I don't know if it'd be the very forefront of it, but more with stage shows, too? Because Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, they didn't have extravagant cost, or did they? Extravagant cost changes and lights and other dancers on because isn't that what Beyonce does a lot of yeah yeah but I mean nothing like that on yeah. the order that we see today right but I mean yes they always had incredibly uh, well-designed dresses some were sparkly some were not incredible light shows that sort of thing but I mean the production value we see today behind major divas is nothing like it was back then they had to pull it off on there I mean think about Aretha Franklin on the, the Ed Sullivan show right? right we're in black and white and she has got to grab people with very I mean maybe there's going to be a stage set behind them she's got to grab people with what she's got and her that's like Thor's hammer man I mean Aretha belongs up there number 10 yep you you don't have to like her, but you have to respect her. Go on. Barbara Streisand. I thought you were going to say Tay-Tay. No, no. <laughs> uh, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. The voice quality. Yeah, and again, but she's one of those people that was so charming and so funny that she made a film career out yeah, of it. You did. know, she worked television, and I worked at a record store for a few years, and Barbara Streisand, between her regular studio albums, her tribute albums, and her greatest hits albums, she might have put out 75 records. There is so much. And again, no one's buying it. Nobody cares anymore. Right. But yeah, she had a great voice. I just started to, uh, another one of my websites will give me, I don't think, it might be Singer's Room. But again, top. Before you go yeah. on, putting Barbara Streisand above Aretha Franklin on this list yeah. already makes me question this guy. on that list. Yeah. But uh, seriously, so please continue. Um, uh, it's also Singer's Room. They will have like the 10 best songs of a certain artist. Right. I just started, I just, I started listening the other day. 10 best songs for Billie Holiday at number nine. Oh, man. I mean, you want to talk about a tortured soul. And you want to talk about the early days of genuinely American music. You know, I think a lot of people, just because she was African-American, would put her in the, the soul and R&B category. She was a jazz maestro. You could hear every ounce of pain that she felt. And those were a lot of ounces over mm -hmm. the course of her life. You could hear the torture of her experience in every single song. And some of it was surprisingly forward for her era is strange fruit i mean that's talking about dead people hanging in trees because yep. they got lynched by the local community she was she's a groundbreaker again the technical quality of her voice not always perfect but that you don't have to be technically perfect to have an evocative and powerful voice at number eight is Go it on. live or is it memorex Ella Fitzgerald. Remember she did those commercials, the livers. Remember, you ever see those commercials on TV yes, many, many, many of years course. ago? Breaking the champagne, the yes, wine glass. Exactly. With the high note, yeah. Like, did she do it live or is it Memorex? If I'm not mistaken, she goes by the nickname, the first lady of, oh, who are we talking about again? Uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. The first lady of song. Yep. She was another person who, and again, we, you know, again, this is all very subjective, but her gift for phrasing for playing to the camera on television when she was on there, her gift of knowing when to hit, knowing when to step back, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think she's kind of unparalleled in that regard. I think you are probably correct. Here's another. Number seven, she's one of us. Go on. From Minnesota. Lizzo. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Can you take a guess who that would be? Hang on. Minnesotan, Minnesotan, Minnesotan. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, is it one of the Andrews sisters? Somewhere, oh, 
over the road. Oh, Judy, 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 Judy. Judy, Judy Garland. I mean, she Another was, tortured soul. Oh, my God, to say the very least. She was, to me, more of a movie star. But back in those yep. days, you had to know how to tap dance. You had to know how to dance. You had to know how to hit your spot. You had to know how to sing. You had to do everything if you wanted to be a movie star. So the ones that percolated to the very top, like Judy Garland, obviously, they were a triple or more threat. She had a great voice. I Again, there's no place like home, and that would be Grand Rapids. Wasn't she also taking a chance on on um, illuminating my stupidity? Wasn't she Jew? Wasn't she Liza Minnelli's mother? Too? Yeah, yeah. I believe still to this day is still technically considered as such. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, was. I could, no, I, I, yeah, right. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. No, no. She absolutely is. And I mean, you know, Liza's had her ups and downs, but Liza's made it through most of the tough stuff. But yeah, I mean, growing up in that kind of madness and sort of the descent that we watched Judy Garland go through, that's heartbreaking right there. But again, that's the world of fame. Not everybody makes it out alive. Number six, Adelie. Adele? Adele, yeah, that's all right. I'm sorry. Now, again, I would, if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, I'd be like, she's not put the time in yet. Not yet. That being said, when the record industry and the music sales industry was at its lowest between the combination of people not buying music, the proliferation of your Napsters, your Spotify's, everything else, even your iHeartRadio app, um, she literally pulled their bacon out of the fire, the music industry, that is, with her first three records. Every one of them sold more than 10 million copies. That's diamond status three times in a row out of the gate. And yes, she, but again, part of it is style too, right? But you also have to give her credit because she popularized a form of singing and attitude. You could argue that Amy Winehouse and others before that sort of brought the revival back. But Adele, you can't you can't say a negative word about Adele because she's awesome. Well, I, and Go ahead. I was going to say, I saw her in Vegas last summer, and I and was absolutely blown away. I will never hear a better voice in my lifetime than, than her. And, and again, I you mean, know, when you were talking earlier about Aretha, yeah. and how back in her day, you know, she didn't have all the pomp and circumstance going on. That's basically an Adele concert. They do a little of it. Uh-huh. But it's just her and her and her microphone, Correct. or yep. her and a piano. Yep, like she's not up there, stand, you know, dancing, doing routines. It's just no. she's that good of a singer, and she's perfect for the arena and state like filling out a stadium her well, voice is well, terrific that requires a whole different level to me uh, of, of of professionalism and talent because it's one thing to do a gigantic spectacle where there's always something to look at right when you're the Beyonce, diva, pink Katy perry right? uh, uh, taylor you know i mean okay. like but if you're the diva standing on the stage and you were able to command those people for the next 90 minutes simply by the power of your voice and your presence i'm so happy to hear you say that tonight was, a was great, terrific it was a great show yeah it was one of the best shows i've ever ever seen Absolutely. number five etta james oh man i mean now here we're getting into sort of the more bluesy territory i mean still r&b and soul but I, I the ordering on this one is weird because i think every one of these people is deserving yep number five all time etta james you go back and i mean there are 20 other r&b singers that i could probably list off the top of my head that i think are better that being said no disrespect intended whatsoever she's great but i would I, I don't see her at number five Number four, I don't think you're going to believe number one, but that, we're, that we're not there yet. Oh. Number four, Diana Ross. Yeah, I, I can't argue with it, you know? I mean, like, having Diana Ross above Aretha is a little weird to I me. Think or so. Or above, um, who do we just talk about a minute ago? Uh, Ella? Uh, no. I mean, she's great, and she's good and deserving of accolades, but better than those two? No. 
Better, better with the Supremes, I think, than as a solo. She had a few solo hits. But yeah, she. I mean, and she, stuff was she so had good. a decades long. That's the whole yeah. thing. When people talk about various pop stars and artists of the modern day, and like, well, they don't write their own songs. They don't do their own stuff. They don't even play any instruments. Like, go back to the 1960s. Nobody that was popular right. did, right? I mean, they brought ringers in, and nobody seems to get mad at the Supremes that they didn't write their own songs. Number three. Christina Aguilera. Oh, no. Hmm. Is that is this guy nuts? I mean, I don't know what you Well, think. he's not oh, nuts. Just, she got range. Yeah, I, she, I mean, and, and in her purest day, she actually has an absolutely incredible voice. But then she went sort of the dirty girl, pop star edge thing, and then it changed for her. But she did put out an album that I bought not so long ago, a vinyl album that's very hard to find, frankly, a little too expensive, called Back to Basics, where she wanted to show that she was still the great singer she'd always been. And she went back and covered the Andrews Sisters and did all these songs and styles from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. She's exceptionally good. Better than Aretha Franklin, though? Come on, yeah. man. Well. This guy from Canada? Number two, Patsy Cline. Well. so this I just listened to her two weeks ago. I listened to three things. I listened to her, what they consider her top ten song. Mm -hmm. And I knew crazy and I fall to pieces. But, I mean. Walking again, After Midnight? Yeah, there's oh, so many good man. There's, she And her voice is. Absolutely crystal clear. She evokes, well, exactly, precisely right. And she evokes a certain era better than probably almost anyone in that genre from that era. I mean, she's brilliant. I, I have no argument with any of these being on here. It's just the ordering the that's order, making right. me wondering who this dude is. Well, this dude has got his number one. Oh, no. Are we at number one already? Her band was the big brother in the holding company. Well, here we go. I, Janis I already know. Joplin at yep. number one. And I... I look, I'm a fan of Janis Joplin. Right. I just don't know if I put her at the best female voice of all time. Oh, no, 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 no. And again, mm -hmm. this is where the, the preface that you set up about it's not just about vocal right. technicality, right? I will say this. I mean, I know she died at 27. And by no means does she have the purest or the clearest voice in this countdown by any stretch of the imagination. Or maybe even the most technical acumen. But I will say... With the exception of people like Nina Simone, she, her the the level of power that she brought to it, she, I mean, her voice wouldn't have lasted into her forties had right. she lived that long. She brought so much power and so much passion to everything she did. No one had ever seen anything like it before, and she left an indelible mark on the Western musical landscape. There's no question about that. Greatest female vocalist of all time. Got to define your terms, man, because she's great for sure. Edward Tomlin sort of echoes what you said about Joplin. He says, best known for her powerful and soulful voice, mm -hmm. catapulted her to fame. During the 60s counterculture uh, movement, he used the word indelible as well. He says she became an iconic figure in the rock and music, a rock and blues genres, leaving an indelible mark on the history of music. She rose to prominence as the lead singer of the psychedelic rock band Big Brother Holding Company, known for their breakthrough performance at Monterey. Her uninhibited and electrifying stage presence, coupled with her raspy and emotive vocals, quickly garnered attention. I would like to know, there's a couple of glaring omissions on this top 15. And again, you only have 15 s slots in top 15. Yeah. And again, it's totally subjective. Where's Karen Carpenter? I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, where's Linda Ronstadt? 
I'm with you there. As beautiful a voice as I've ever heard. I'm, where, I'm where, throwing Mama Cass Elliott. Yeah, precisely. Where's Tina Turner? Yep. Tina Turner, when we talk about that power, like she was a good singer as well, but you want to talk about charisma and pop and X Factor and the amazingness of it all. Tina Turner's about as good as it ever got. Dolly Parton, anybody? Yeah. Ann Wilson of Heart. Yeah. Go back and listen to Barracuda. The, the 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 crazy highs and lows, especially during a rock song, not like some light ballad where la 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 and you get to be out front. Crazy loud rock song, everyone's coked out of their minds. Ann Wilson is one of my favorite well, female vocalists of all time. And there's Lava Bloom Gal who did the Common Man song, which is really good too. You play that sometime. You've heard it before, I'm sure. Have a couple I? Couple thirteen, fourteen. Oh, of course you have. All right. Um, maybe maybe, ne- maybe next we're, uh, rock talks and we'll play it for you. Uh, if we were gonna do ramps. Here would have been the two for me. Go on. I got them. Oh, I didn't ahead. pick anything else. No, that's okay. But All right. Go, Tenby, go ahead. I'll play play, play uh, my, the two songs mm-hmm. I have. Yes. No. No, I know Jefferson, it's not yes. No, I, I got it. Thanks. Guess who? Thanks. What? No, it's not the guess who either. How good is this? It's great. Grace Slick wrote it. Outside and before she joined this band, she wrote it. Yeah, no, she and her other band. Uh, I can't the, think of the name. I of can't either off the top of my head. But it's, it's perfect. How good is this open? I was talking about the shocking blue earlier today on my podcast. Oh, here we go. Kids, stay in school. Yeah. Don't do drugs. That's be the first thing to say. Then, now the other one tended to be this, and this might now be my, I, don't, I, I included it on the list when we did it, but this is so good. I listened to this one. Oh, <laughs> their last album, man. Title track. Yeah. I'm ready. How good is this? Listen to it. And then once it gets going, it's a long song. Seven minutes, 54. I mean, this is... This is like the opening up of Radar Love by Golden Earring, right? I mean, like, just a slow builder, and then all of a sudden... Ray Manzarek comes singing in there with the... the, Oh. Oh, yeah. And there's Robbie Krieger right on top with the guitar. I sent it to Max this morning. He said, yeah. I go, I go. you're familiar with this, aren't you? And he goes, I've I've heard it in a movie or a song, but never really listened much to it. He goes, this is fantastic. Because he listened to the whole thing. To, I think L.A. Woman by the Doors is brilliant on everyone's part involved in the band. Densmore, even, his drumming is great. little lady in the city of lights and then or just another lost angel that's it then what, what i really love is everybody knows this at the end of the song he starts chanting mr mojo rising which is just the name jim morrison with the letters what do they call them put her transposed yes whatever it's called and sure then, and so he became mr mojo rising or also known as the lizard king well, I, you know, I, I don't like a lot of jam bands, and this band knew what they were doing, and they wrote incredibly great pop songs, but in this era, especially when they were playing live, they would just jam out and do this sort of thing. Everybody was a super competent musician in this band, and Morrison could hang, man. I mean, he may not have been the most technically gifted singer that ever existed. This is a killer he intro a, right he was, here. He, he was he was sort of kind of singer-songwriter poet. 
Well, a poet warrior in the yeah. classic sense. Yes. Uh, maybe the best intro of a song of all time, if I had had to pick a number yeah. one, would be Never Been Any Reason by Head East. Yeah, that's very good. Oh, it's um, as good as it gets. I think the Doors were the house band. I think at the Whiskey at Gogo for them. They were, and so the very first time I went to L.A., I made a point of going to the Whiskey um, because I've a bunch of bands there. that I love. That was the, that was the Crucible back in the, in the '60s. But then also again in the late '70s and early '80s, it was one of the birthplaces of punk out in L.A. Okay, I went in. It's a dirt hole. It is a crappy place with bad carpet remnants on the floor. At least it was when I went there in the early 2000s. Just a... Don't go in expecting Graceland because you are going to get a crappy hole in the wall. I have Whiskey and Go-Go stories. Not from being there, just things I've read about it. They're just... They're they're cool. We'll do that maybe another time. Sounds good. It's always good to see you. That's Brian Oakland. You can find him afternoons, right? Cities 97. Every afternoon from 2 until 7. And then what about that podcast? Oh, the podcast is called The Brian Oak Show. Thank you for asking. Bring it up organically. It's available on the free iHeartRadio app. I just recorded episode 369 earlier today. And we go all over the map. We talk to local musicians, politicians, entrepreneurs, etc., etc. Um, and it's not a, it's not a slog. We play plenty of good music and just have a nice little conversation. Thanks so much. We'll see you again soon. Uh, the legendary Mark Rosen is next here on the fan.